0: a passionate and empowered female entrepreneur behind some well-known brands you know and love, shares her secrets to success. Exciting insight coming your way. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. It's Natalie. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm excited to have you joining me today. One thing I truly enjoy about being a journalist is the opportunity to learn from experts, authors, and entrepreneurs. Every day throughout my career, I've gained new knowledge and insights. When I meet successful people, I'm always curious to hear about their journey, not just in their professional lives, that's important, but also in how they find balance and organization in their lives. As we all know, success isn't solely defined by wealth, fame, or the size of someone's business. It's really about finding harmony in all aspects of life. Through my many, many years on TV, As a reporter and anchor, I found some time-saving strategies that helped me manage my busy life as a mom, as a professional. Once a week, this is one example, I stopped into a little place you may know called Dry Bar. It's really the queen of blow-dry salons. With curly hair, it became my little escape once a week again to ensure that my hair looked okay on TV. And it also gave me a chance to just relax for an hour. I actually got some work done while someone else took care of my hair. It- definitely was a blessing and something that I knew I was treating myself, but it helped me manage, again, a busy life. So this concept of Drybar impressed me with its beautiful branding, its streamlined experience and process, and its convenience for professional people like me. Through researching Drybar, I came across Brittany Driscoll, the marketing genius behind the success of Drybar. Today, we have the pleasure of hearing about Brittany's inspiring journey, not only in the business world, but also in managing life's challenges, including a cancer diagnosis. She embodies resilience and motivation, and I am thrilled to have her here on the show. Brittany's newest business concept is also perfect for busy people, and I've already tried it out. I love it, and I know you're going to enjoy it, and you're going to love hearing about it and how it came to be and how it's grown. Thank you again for tuning in. Don't forget to visit my website, natalietisdall.com. Sign up for the newsletter there where you will find intriguing stories and helpful tips. Let's dive into today's show with marketing expert, Brittany Driscoll. Okay, Britt, thank you for joining me. I know how busy you are and I know you've got a few things going on. So let's talk first about entrepreneurship and how you ended up where you are. Give us your background and uh, just tell us about you. Thank you. Well, first of all, I'm
1: super honored to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Gosh, you know, my background, like everyone's, is multifaceted and, you know, ups and downs and starts and stops. I started my career in marketing and advertising. I got a chance to work with Fortune 500 brands, everything from Disney, Coca-Cola, Hilton, Barbie and Hot Wheels were clients of mine for years and years. So kind of got to live in imagination land and loved every minute of it. I feel like the first decade or so of my career, I really got expertise in the full 360 wheel of marketing, if you will, everything from data and email segmentation to strategy to creative to big brand campaigns and events, experiential kind of all of it, which was amazing. It's an awesome foundation. But towards the end of that first decade of my career, I became an avid fan of Drybar, loved everything that the brand stood for, every aspect of the experience, had the opportunity to go in and run marketing for them and joined when they were around 25 million, helped grow uh, that organization and that brand to over 100 million, opened over 60 doors, supported many franchisees and launched the product line into prestige retail and international expansion. It was the ride of a lifetime. And at Dry Bar, we always used to say that we weren't selling blowouts. We were selling the ha- happiness and confidence that came with a blowout. Mm-hmm. You look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you can take on the world. And, you know, that particular reason for being or you know vision for us was so motivating to me and I I really felt like we were a part of women's lives in such critical special moments. You know, we had women come into dry bar before they delivered babies or their first job interview or obviously weddings, you know, expand the gamut. But but really loved every minute of it. And but to your point about entrepreneurialism, you know, I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit I kind of love the chaos of the unknown, I'm a builder at heart and so after you know, getting to that point at Dry Bar, I was itching for a new challenge. And the founders of Dry Bar had always had this other idea in the back of their mind. They just didn't have the bandwidth to get it off the ground. And so the stars really aligned for us. And that's how Squeeze came to be, which is our massage concept. And I know you were able to go into our Cherry Creek location and experience it. But you know, our mission with with that is very similar. You know, we we consider Squeeze to be a feel-good company and we've tried to eliminate all of the clunky transactional components that exist within mm. the industry today to make it a convenient and personalized and seamless experience. And we do that through an app and our website experience where guests are able to set personalized preferences through to paying, rating, tipping, and reviewing. So it's a very, again, you know, transactionless experience when you're in the shop. We like to say guests walk in and Float out. So I'll stop there. There's obviously a few other things that we have in the works, but I would say that, you know, our philosophy and focus and really the thing that gets me excited and out of bed in, in the morning is just the opportunity to impact people for good, both on the guest side and in terms of who we're serving and, and probably, you know, more impactfully because it dovetails so nicely to the output of the guest experience is our employee experience and really making yeah. sure that we're creating something special on both sides.
0: Well, I I love this because I think a lot of what we do in today's world with social media is marketing and we don't know it. You know, we're marketing ourselves. We're marketing the things we love. We, you know, we live in a marketing world, but sometimes as consumers, we feel like, oh, that's messy. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be influenced by social media or whatever that is, but you've turned that into a feel good thing. It's not like I'm trying to sell you something. I'm trying to make you buy, but I'm instead trying to help you feel good. That's right. And and I always felt that way going to dry bar when I was a an anchor. My other life, it was a once a week thing. It was like I could walk out and feel like, oh, good for the next few days. I don't have to worry about my hair. That's right. <laughs> and now with this new concept which I had a chance to visit. It is a float, float in and float out. It was like, I can just walk in, walk out. And nobody likes after they've had a massage to go and then have to, you know, blurry eyed, walk out with your hair a mess, have to pay. Like you can just feel good about it. So back to that marketing concept. And I want to ask this because so many of the people who listen to this podcast want to do good in the world. They want to either change out of a career like I did into a new one, but they don't always know how to do that in a way that feels good for them and feels like they're making a difference in the world. Sure. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's a few, there's a few things with that, you know, first and foremost, I think the best business ideas really come out of personal frustration. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are out there, wishing that something could be done differently or better. Chances are you're not the only one, you know, dry bar and squeeze are perfect examples of that. We didn't invent blowouts or massage. We just loved the experience of what those things did for us, but felt like everything else about the interaction with the brand and replace, et cetera, could be done better. And so, you know, I would say first and foremost, that if you're thinking about taking any type of, of leap, you... Should follow that feeling because the chances are there's so many other people out there that are going to benefit from whatever it is that, you know, you think could be done better. The other thing from a marketing standpoint that I, I always try and remind myself and my team is, you know, the best marketing makes you feel something and it adds value to your life. And so for us, you know, we've placed so much focus on making people feel good and, you know, hopefully leaving better than they came in so that they can be the best version of themselves for their teams and their families and their communities. And, and also, you know, adding value, you know, really helping people. I think that those two things are really critical to think about when you're thinking about marketing and how you're showing up in the world is, you know, are you helping people or, and, or are you making them feel good uh, or feel something, honestly, you know, whether it's more informed or maybe there's a, you know, fear tactic that people need to realize, you know, to, to change their lives. I think marketing and the idea of feeling can go in a lot of different directions. But the importance of that emotional pull and tug is really critical. And then again, the value piece, you know, are you really adding something to to their everyday? And, you know, if you can do those two things well, I think what is ultimately the output of that is actually people becoming your best marketing channel. I always like to say that people trust people over brands. And so, so much of what we try and create on a daily basis is. an experience that is memorable enough and resonates enough that you want to tell your friends about it. You know, you kind of can't help but say, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, we tried this new massage concept. You've got to go check it out. You know, to me, that's really the best form of, of marketing. And, and to your point, you know, today in social media, that's also things that people want to share online about where they're at and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not, it's not so complicated. You know, I think, are the most important as you think about building a brand and or an experience or a product.
0: Well, let's shift gears for just a minute and talk about being a busy woman.
1: Hmm. Obviously,
0: you've got a lot of things going on. You, you mentioned a few, but I know you have others too. Yes. <laughs> Some other initiatives. How do you as a busy, successful woman balance it all? That's a question I get so often and I'll be honest, I may sometimes look like I've got it all together. Yes. (laughs) And, but it's hard no matter how you swing it. It's, it's tough.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am, I think that's exactly it is there is no such thing as balance and I don't do it all. You know, I am constantly on this roller coaster of emotional ups and downs, highs and lows in the business, challenges that I've never experienced, having to navigate and figure it out. And it is, messy and hard and certainly is not the the instagram picture perfect highlight reel that we all put out into the world and i think that is really important it's like if you're currently in a corporate job or doing anything and you want to switch gears and own your own business don't do it if you're looking for balance and or if you want an easier you know more relaxing lifestyle you're it's only going to get harder but at the same time it's so worth it you know you feel i feel very fulfilled when i'm you know adding value and challenging myself and being constantly leveled up if you will and that particular piece just goes to the the second point that I made in that I don't do it all on my own and that I've got really great people around me who are smarter than me and who have different experience and I think that it's critical as an entrepreneur and a founder and a leader that you recognize your strengths and you quickly lean on other people to offset your weaknesses. There's no way I'd be able to do what I am doing without my team and, and also the support of mentors and I have friends who are founders who are building other businesses that I constantly lean on. You know, I have a really supportive husband who, you know, does the laundry and the dishes and picks up my dry cleaning and helps me with my travel schedule. I mean, there's all sorts of compromises, quite frankly, that, you know, are made in personal and professional to kind of make it all make it all work. And, and it's a constant challenge and it changes all the time. So, you know, I guess from some, from some aspects, hopefully that's reassuring to a lot of people that you don't have to have it all figured out and that it's really not, you know, perfect and or easy. You just kinda you just kinda do it, right? I mean
0: you do it and you I I, I love what you said and I wanna emphasize it that you have to learn to ask for help and know where your weaknesses are. Because so many of us and I put myself in this bucket, we think if I can do it all, I'll be successful. I can, I can cook dinner, and I can. Cool. What, what was the song? Make dinner and fry it up. Oh gosh, why can't I remember? It's the night, the, isn't it? The Dolly Parton song. It's the. Oh no! I can bring home the bacon and and yeah. <laughs> fry it up in a pan. That's it, oh, yeah. right? Like I don't have to always be the one cooking dinner right. and bring home the bacon or the money. And you know, like learning to embrace our weaknesses and say I am just not good at that. Right. so I'm gonna find someone to do it is actually a strength
1: yes. and and a huge blessing because I mean nothing great comes easy and nothing great is created alone, you know and so it's like the more people that you have that are helping to complete the whole picture, the better it's going to yeah. turn out. And there is nothing like starting your own thing. I always like to say it's like, holding out on a silver platter for everyone to see your weaknesses, because all of a sudden you are responsible for all of the things. And, you know, there is a lot that you very quickly realize you're not good at, you don't know how to do, you you need to lean on someone. So it's a humbling experience, if nothing else, to, to start your own business.
0: So along these same lines of being successful and admitting your weaknesses, how do you stay healthy? How do you keep your, you know, your sanity and your physical health when you're so busy and doing so many things?
1: Yeah, well, I I have, you know, two things in my background that I think are a very constant reminder for me of the importance of health. So I always like to say health is wealth. And, you know, if you if you don't have that, really nothing else matters. I was diagnosed with melanoma at 25 mm-hmm. and and then I had a terrible, terrible back injury towards the end of my tenure with Drybar. I have a herniated disc and sciatica to this day. So massage is a great industry to, to work in to help offset that. But, you know, it's a chronic pain that I am dealing with all of the time. And then certainly, you know, having a cancer diagnosis early on in my career, health is something that I really try and focus on. I think that it's really important to acknowledge that Uh, I wanna share a few tools and tips that have really worked for me since starting Squeeze and kind of beginning this entrepreneurial journey, but I don't do these things all of the time. Like everyone, I struggle with consistency and have you know ups and downs and back and forth with all of it. So I certainly don't wanna come across as, you know, having kind of the perfect recipe. However, I have found when I do these things regularly, they really help mind, body, soul, if you will. Uh, So the the biggest thing that I did when I started to squeeze was I revisited my morning routine and I started to set additional time in the morning for myself to write in a gratitude journal. And I still, to this day, do this as much as I can through traveling and again, you know, just life getting in the way. But I find that writing three to five things down daily is Critical to my outlook and my ability to move through problem solving and challenges and not getting defeated. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important aspects of that aside from physically writing down. So I think there's two things physically writing down your brain processes information differently that way. And so, you know, it's different than thinking it or saying it out loud or typing it on your phone. Like the actual physical pen to paper piece, I think is really important to this practice. And then secondarily, writing three to five things that happened within the last 24 hours are are critical because again it it helps your mind to reset to look for the good so i would say that that's been a really important practice for me and something that i've found to to just help start my day off in a positive way i also try and work out you know four to five days a week for me that looks like weight training hit yoga and or getting outside when I can, fresh air, sunlight, you know, talking things out with a girlfriend for an hour walk is like medicine to my soul. So those are the some of the things that I do to stay healthy. I take AG1 every single day. I travel with their travel packs uh, just to get in as much greens and nutrients as I can. So those are a few things that I, you know, do to, to try and maintain strength and sanity at the same time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, those you know you mentioned consistency and I think that's the biggest the biggest thing. You said yeah. routine, you know, and I I was telling my my daughter, I have two in college and she was starting back last week and I was saying and she said mom you'd be proud of me I've made my bed every day and I got up early enough to like get, you know get ready and not just roll out of bed and I said that's two right. weeks of that and you've got a routine. That's right. You know, it's just it becomes a habit. Yeah. And you can get into the habit of bad things, or you can get into the habit of taking care of yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing that I've learned the most too is I'm a pretty motivated person. Like I'm very optimistic. I, you know, feel very excited about the day. I'm super driven. I'm ambitious. I've kind of always, those things come naturally to me, but the consistency piece I've just learned over time has so much more to do with discipline than motivation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the earlier you learn that and just forcing yourself to do it because you know good things come from it versus feeling like you want to do it. You'll be, you'll be far better off.
0: <laughs> my mom, I've said this on the podcast in years before, or last year, I think even my mom used to say action comes before motivation. That's right. That's and so right. I always think that like, if I start vacuuming, maybe I'll get motivated to go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not just going to
1: all of a sudden get motivated. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you feel so much better after, right? You have a clean house or, you know, you, you've got those endorphins from working out, you know, whatever it is. It's like, it's so true. You just gotta, you gotta force yourself to do it.
0: Like, just go on that two minute walk, and you might actually get motivated to do a few miles. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it works across the board. Yeah. What other tips do you have for people just in, in life and staying motivated in entrepreneurship? I mean, I, I learned so much from hearing people's stories, and yours is such a great one. But do you have any other, just like, general tips that you use that you tell people in life and entrepreneurship? Well, I'll share just a quick
1: story of how the pandemic kind of played into our business. We launched our flagship in March of 2019 and it surpassed all of our expectations in terms of performance on March 14th or 15th. I can't remember exactly. We had six franchisees sitting around a table about to sign their agreements and move forward in developing a squeeze across the country. Uh, and then obviously COVID hit, you know, the world shut down. And because our first location was in LA, we were closed for nearly a year and a half and, you know, took a long time to rebuild. And I think what that experience taught me, and we now have 80 location across wow. the country that are in development and, you know, That's more, amazing. they're not all open. They're, they're in, you know, different, different phases of, of development, but we are now on, you know, a completely different track trajectory and, it feels amazing to be in this place. But when I look back on what that experience taught me and this would be my advice to anyone out there who's wanting to to take the entrepreneurial leap is I believe the most successful people are not the best educated, experienced or well connected. Those things obviously help. But more so, I believe the most successful people are the ones who keep going and don't give up. Mm. And you know, for me that is the thing that, you know, I want to instill in other entrepreneurs and people who are wanting to do something for themselves, you've gotta have so much grit and tenacity and resilience to just weather the the storms, the ups, the downs, the roller coaster ride. I mean, there is no getting around challenges when you go on this path, but it's 100% worth it. I mean, regardless of how it all turns out, you're gonna learn so much about yourself, which I think is the most important thing as an entrepreneur. So yeah, it's really, it's a mindset thing, you know, it's it's telling yourself that you can and to keep going and to believe why you started. I mean, Simon Sinek has this great book, Start With Why, that talks all about the importance of knowing why your company and your business exists or whatever it is, you know, that you're doing beyond whatever it is you're selling. So it's like, you've got to have this this reason and this vision that's far greater than the tangible thing that you're creating.
0: You know what? Let me challenge you for just a second with that because I spent twenty six, twenty seven years in a really competitive career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believed that too. And I still do that, that tenacity and that grit. And people used to say in television news, those who make it are those who are willing to put up with it. Mm-hmm. And that grit is going to get you far. Mm-hmm. But when do you know that it's time to stop? Because for me, it was... I just needed a different, a different way of life. Yeah. But yet in the back of my mind, it was, well, but I can't give up. I don't want to give up. And so when do you know that, okay, time to, time to open a different door. Yeah. This is continuing.
1: Well, I think there's something different in terms of sticking with a path that doesn't feel right or aligned with your values and, or you're being treated poorly. I mean, that I would you know, not encourage and or encourage people to at least question like you did. Mm -hmm. What I'm more referring to is if you really believe in something that you want to create and put out into the world that is aligned with your values, that is about serving a community, you're going to have a hard time in the beginning. And if you believe enough in the output and what it is that you're creating, it's important to know that you're going to hit a lot of roadblocks. You're going to get a lot of nos before you make any type of progress. And so, you know, it's important to at least get to a point where you feel that you have done what it is you set out to do and not give up before then. You know, and if at that point in time, you know it's not working, you're not making money, you're not happy, you know, then I think you you are absolutely, you know, at the point where it makes sense to to pivot. But What I'm more so talking about is just this idea that if you've got this passion and this fire inside you to do something, know that you're going to have to push through a lot of challenges to actually make it happen and to not give up before that happens. You know, again, how how it all turns out is TBD, but make sure that you get to the point of at least seeing it through.
0: Yeah. What you said there is so key. Does it align with your values? Yep. And sometimes we try so hard for something and you stop and you think, you go, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Because A, maybe someone else told me to, or B it's cool. It has got a cool factor, but is it aligning with you and your values? So reanalyzing that at different times in your life. And I I love it that you said like, you know, the grit, the tenacity, all of that, your values, but sometimes leading you down a path that's actually preparing you for like where you are now, like 20 years ago, did you think that squeeze would be what you would be working on? But everything you learned in that grit and that tenacity of your marketing career got you to this cool part of your life.
1: Totally. That's right. And I think that that's one of the biggest learnings too, of my career path is, you know, you never really know where it's all going to go. And I worked really hard in where I was at for the time. I listened to myself and acknowledged when it is that I was ready to move on when it wasn't serving me, when I wasn't serving my team and or the company Mm -hmm. that I was working for, which I think for women in particular is so important to hear. You know, If you are at a crossroads and you are working for a company, you have a team, you have a boss that you love, But you know, you are ready to move on to something else. So many times we feel that it is our, you know, duty to kind of stay loyal to where we're at. And I would just challenge you. And this is where I got even with Drybar was I was ready to move on. I loved the company. I loved the brand. I loved what we were doing. I loved my team. I hired every single one of them, but I was ready to move on. And, you know, I got to a point where I realized that I wasn't serving them and or the company as much as I wasn't doing, you know, what was right for me. So I feel like that's a really important thing too, is just recognizing that, you know, sometimes the idea that what's right in staying in something isn't always true.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay. So squeeze is like well underway, but locations popping up all over the place. What's next? Is this going to be it for you and you're going to continue or what else do you have in mind? I know you've got some other brands and concepts and things out there, but what's next?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, we're still at such an early stage of Squeeze and developing it across the country that our vision for Squeeze is to transform communities for good. And we have a philanthropic component to our business for every membership sold. We're helping to provide a day of canine support to a person with a disability. So, you know, I feel like we're just getting started in terms of our opportunity to impact communities and people. So... For right now, I'm really excited about continuing to expand and stay connected to the team and our mission and particularly our operating partners. We are scaling this through franchising, which is a very exciting thing for me in terms of giving small business owners the chance to take something and and make it their own in their community. And, you know, I think if we can do that well, that feels very purposeful and fulfilling. And as you mentioned, there's other, a few other concepts that we have within the feel good company. And we've got a concept called okay humans, which is a mental health concept of really making talk therapy more accessible and affordable, similar features to squeeze. We have an app that you can easily book an appointment, see your therapist, or just read about, about the experience and stay connected. And then Brightside is an infrared yoga and sauna concept. Again, very similar, you know, wanting to to help people feel better and be the best version of themselves and through a really great experience and brand. So, you know, hopefully those brands get to a point where they're starting to expand as well. But for for right now, just really staying focused and and committed to what we started.
0: I love it. Love those ideas, too. Can't wait to see where they go. Thank you. Well, thank you for your time and I'll be going back for massage soon. Yes, <laughs> really you know. excited about the location here that I got to visit not long ago and best of luck. Just thank excited you. to see what happens. It's so nice to meet you. Likewise. I really appreciate
1: again. you having me on.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, take care and maybe we'll do it again soon.
1: Yes, let's.
0: Thank you for joining the Natalie Tisdall podcast. You can follow along on Instagram and at natalietistle.com. Subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.